0: Welcome to Spirit Goddess. I'm May. I'm Joelle. Let's dive into the world of spirituality together. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back and a happy Friday. Hey so happy
0: to be in this room with you right now
1: yes if you haven't listened to our last episode which is reacting to paranormal reddit stories Mm -hmm. we were not in the same room and i think we said it at the beginning of the episode that we were on facetime recording and it's just not the same
0: no the audio was crisp it was so good but everything else was just felt yeah me.
1: it did too for me it's yeah. just different i wasn't laughing as much while i was yeah. editing it
0: it was just not no. the same energy i'm like where are the jokes yeah where? <laughs> we were not giving
1: yeah, so but
0: we're back in this room together mm-hmm. and we
1: have a juicy episode for you today yes. we are doing a cia episode it's a good one because it's gonna be part one of two Mm -hmm. There's some juicy stuff that we cannot fit all in one episode. Otherwise, it'd just get too long and we'd get lost.
0: Mm -hmm. This part one kind of talks more about the energy Mm -hmm. and telepathy and very different theories that they came up with.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and lots
0: of different experiments
1: Mm -hmm. that they've done. So this document that we have here is called... Soviet and Czechoslovakian parapsychology research, prepared by the U.S. Military Medical Intelligence and Information Agency, Office of the Surgeon General.
0: Go off, King.
1: (laughs) And its date of publication was in September 1975. In order to save May a little bit, I'm going to read the first paragraphs because there's some big words in here.
0: Yeah. And Lauren knows I can't say any of them. (laughs) So
1: let's just start off by reading to you the summary of this document, and then we'll really just dive in. During the past 25 years, Soviet and Czechoslovakian parapsychologists have reported that paranormal phenomena such as extrasensory perception slash ESP, telepathy, and psychokinesis slash PK. Have been demonstrated under regular oh my God, <laughs> rigorously controlled laboratory conditions. Skeptics in both nations have attacked the study of such phenomena on both scientific and political ideol ide- Oh my God, <laughs> I feel like you're rubbing off on me. <laughs> you changed
0: yourself. <laughs>
1: ideological grounds. Criticism based on political ideology has stemmed from the fact that much past research has been non-materialistic in the sense that results have not been reported in terms of contemporary conventional science. Thus, the critics feel that parapsychology has fostered continued belief in mysticism, occultism, and religion. In order to rebuke the skeptics' contentions that psychic phenomena do not fit accepted scientific and political thought, Soviet and Czech scientists now argue that there are many well-established facts which remain as anomalous to scientific paradigm paradigms paradigm <laughs> oh, I, anyway. I can't even as, help you out. <laughs> as extrasensory perception ESP. ESP refers to information which is not received via the usual senses, and as a general term includes telepathy, the Soviet biocommunication, and the psychokinesis or PK, the Soviet bioenergetics. Communist parapsychologists argue that after decades of research, conventional science still has no satisfactory neuropsychological explanation of memory, nor is there any appropriate model for explaining how raw data impining on man's senses are transformed into a conscious experience. They also point to the dematerialized character of contemporary physics, a science filled with such bizarre components as advanced potential, waves of electrons perceived before they are generated tunneling effects, electrons penetrating barriers, which by laws of probability should be impenetrable, and tachyons, tachyons, particles traveling faster than light and thus implying the possibility of backwards flow of time. In short, they conclude that hard science no longer offers a secure rationale for the denial of the possibility of any non-casual event. Mm-hmm. To sum that up, they're basically saying that they get a lot of skeptics that are saying there's no real science behind what they're doing but everything that they're doing with energy with bioenergetics biocommunication it is backed up by a lot of neuroscience and a lot of physics mm-hmm. and there's so much of it going into it and they're bringing up the point of like how physics even is such is so like out there mm-hmm. in a way that it's almost dumb for us to deny the possibility that any of this is real facts yeah so just gotta be open-minded for this yeah. kind of stuff
0: i think they're also probably struggling because further in the document there are certain things that prove parts of their theories mm-hmm. but then other things like just the law of nature that kind of goes against their theory mm-hmm. so For them, it's hard to even use science to prove that because they don't even know or they have a hard time explaining how it's even happening
1: with science. And also they're discovering stuff for the first time. So if you were to discover literally anything right now and bring it up as like this mythical thing... Mm everybody would doubt you yeah, because it's not something that you can actually prove yet because it is true, but you don't know how. Exactly. So it's just kind of furthering that.
0: There's also a lot of pages that are just completely blocked off in this document. So who knows if there would be any further explanation Mm -hmm. or further information that would be extremely valuable
1: it's completely blocked off Mm -hmm. especially i feel like the information that will be the most important part of this kind of research Mm -hmm. they will have taken away because there's probably some shit in there that they don't want us to know and like a lot of the stuff that we're reading that is available to us is insane so it just makes you wonder what kind of stuff are they hiding
0: yeah and it's very interesting too because every time there's valuable information in a paragraph we want to read the next paragraph where they kind of like go more in depth yeah, and then that and page is gone. completely gone
1: or after an experiment and yeah. you want to read the conclusion of what theories what facts do they have after these experiments that page is gone mm-hmm. it's gone which makes this no even harder.
0: Yeah. So it kind of goes in depth into, I guess, the background of parapsychology. So they explain that parapsychology is a field involving research on the informational and energetic possibilities of the psychic and biophysical activities of living organisms. Parapsychology investigates the complex of phenomena relating to the interaction of living organisms with each other and with the surrounding environment without the mediation of the known sense organs or of presently identified energy transfer mechanisms. Western parapsychologists refer to this complex of phenomena as extrasensory perception, ESP, or psi phenomena. So the document continues and talks about basic types of biocommunication phenomena. Biocommunication is a branch of science involved with the human capability of obtaining information from other than the normal senses and the ability to respond to or reasonably interpret such information. Biocommunication, also synonymous with parapsychology, is, however, distinct from other sciences in that it is primarily concerned with determining the nature of a definite group of natural phenomena controlled by laws which are not based on any presently known energetic influence. Big words. A lot of big words.
1: And I feel like let's also keep in mind that all of these documents are translated. Mm-hmm. So a lot, they're using a lot of extra words. Yeah, sometimes so, the phrase
0: doesn't <laughs> fully make sense. Yes. Yeah.
1: But we get the point. So type one of biocommunication would be bioinformation. This is like the mind to mind stuff. So the telepathy, the precognition, which is a form of ESP. Under circumstances involves crossing the barrier of time to obtain information about future events. So that's like if you were a psychic, Mm -hmm. let's say, and you knew about future events. And then they have paragnosia or clairvoyance refers to the extrasensory perception of information about an objective event in the outer world. So just being able to have access to it. And then the type two of biocommunication is bioenergetics. And that is the energetic influences, so for example, the movement of a distant object without detectable use of physical force, so like psychokinesis and telekinesis. So this is like the mind-to-object, mind-to-physical instead of just mind-to-mind. So those are the two types of biocommunication or biophenomenas that they talk about a lot in this document. Then we go into telepathy in this document. And for telepathy, they studied it with animals at first, so man to animal telepathy with these kinds of energetic transfers. So it says Soviet research on telepathy in animals in the 1920s and 1930s was devoted largely to proving that telepathy between man and animals did indeed exist. There's a complicated name of a scientist, so we're just going to call him Scientist b from leningrad university had collaborations with a circus performer durov scientist b reported that durov's trained dog successfully solved arithmetic problems and identified or retrieved objects solely on the basis of their trainer's mental suggestion the results of these tests were controversial since the dog's performances were good when durov was present and supplied the suggestions but deteriorated markedly when he was absent and another individual attempted to mentally control them and I feel like this is so easily explained by just the bond of an animal and their mm-hmm. owner, their trainer or whoever it is, they just have that extra bond. I know that like my puppy at home is going to listen to my mom a whole lot more than he listens to me mm-hmm. when it comes to doing tricks and doing stuff. So that could be an explanation of why maybe it didn't work as well with the other person It's just that the dogs had that loyal bond yeah. to their trainer and were more easily able to telepathically receive
0: messages
1: messages yeah and less from a different person because they were kind of like who the fuck are you
0: yeah also Training wise, you know like in psychology. They teach you that you shouldn't study at one specific Spot in your house only because your brain is gonna get used to that spot and you won't perform as well during the test Mm -hmm. so they teach you to study everywhere in all corners of your house so that when you are not in your house you, you are still yeah. yeah so I'm wondering if possibly it could also be just something like that yeah if he's it applies to yeah if person. he's only if the dog has only trained with that one specific person as soon as someone else comes in and tries it's to like they a, forget all their training they're yeah like, what the fuck are you saying to me yeah, right now who the fuck yeah. are you
1: first of all <laughs> yeah they're like what <laughs> <laughs> And scientist B's original objective was to demonstrate that telepathy between man and animal was mediated by some form of electromagnetic radiation, EMR, but by 1937, he and other Soviet parapsychologists had concluded that no form of EMR was the character of thought transmission. The EMR theory of information transfer is still unresolved by the Soviets, but is still the major basis underlying much of their research.
0: Trigger warning? This next experiment talks about animal cruelty and using Mm. animals to test certain theories. So if you're sensitive to that, I would skip this part. (laughs) Yeah, just skip a minute or so. Yeah. So Dr. Pavel Nomov conducted animal biocommunication studies between a submerged Soviet Navy submarine and a shore research station. These tests involve a mother rabbit and her newborn litter and occurred around 1956, three years prior to the USS Nautilus disclosure. (laughs) Nautilus disclosure, whatever that means. According to Namov, Soviet scientists placed the baby rabbits aboard the submarine. They kept the mother rabbit in a laboratory on shore where they implanted electrodes in her brain when the submarine was submerged assistants kill the rabbits one by one at each precise moment of death the mother rabbit's brain produced detectable and recordable reactions as late as 1970 the precise protocol and results of this test described by nomov were believed to be classified Many examples can be found in Soviet literature dealing with dogs, bears, birds, insects, and finch in conjunction with basic psychotronic research. The Pavlov Institute in Moscow may have been involved in animal telepathy until 1970. This is a very cruel experiment. Yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah,
1: but I feel like this is such a common thing from different stories that I hear of mothers mm-hmm. even like human mothers not even just animals being able to feel when their baby is hurt yeah. or even their grown child and I feel like there has to be something that happens when the little soul enters the little baby inside mm. of the mom and there's just some kind of bigger invisible bond That is there that connects the two because a mother's intuition is like a real thing Mm -hmm. and it's proven in this document with rabbits of course but it's still a real thing and it's just so weird that there's the possibility of you having already like a telepathic link or a biocommunication link with the person that you came from.
0: Yeah, and at some point, like, you were in that person. Yeah, they grew you inside of them. And you guys won't be able to see the visual, but I would definitely recommend going on the document and kind of looking at the diagrams of the um, psychotronic model of man. On page 23. Because I feel like that kind of not explains, but gives you a visual of possibly... Like, that connection Mm -hmm. with relatives or with mother or... Or with
1: just friends, groups of people, and how that connection, that bond, that link can be accessed. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So then after talking about telepathy in animals, they talk about telepathy and energy transfers in man. So the classical theories and experiments is kind of what they go into first. So over the past 25 years, Soviet scientists have reported that abilities such as extrasensory perception, clairvoyance, and telepathy have been demonstrated in the laboratory under rigorously controlled conditions. Many of these claims have been published in the Soviet technical and popular literature. Just how far the Soviets have really gone into their efforts to learn about mechanisms of human telepathy is not known. If the Soviet reports are even partially true and if mind-to-mind thought transference can be used for such applications as interplanetary communications or the guiding of interplanetary spacecraft, the Soviets have accomplished a scientific breakthrough of tremendous significance.
0: For many years, any attempt to study telepathic phenomena was denounced in the Soviet Union as mysticism and idealism. From 1922 to 1959, however, this attitude gradually changed. Official recognition of parapsychology as a legitimate science was prompted to a considerable extent by the party's recognition of other disciplines, which had previously been rejected as bourgeois idealism, quantum mechanics, the theory of relativity, and cybernetics. In 1959, Professor L. L. Vasilev published his Mysterious Phenomena of the Human Psyche, followed in 1962 by his experiments in mental suggestion these two publications caused some surprise among western scientists but the possible military implications were apparently overlooked in the west the first attempt to illustrate the possible military and intelligence impact of the soviet research in telepathy and psychokinesis was published in 1972. so people were so innocent thinking that like the military was not involved mm-hmm. in this but turns out the military been new and i believe that the
1: document they're talking about that was published in 1972 with vasilev is one that we did do yeah. in one of our episodes i can't recall off the top of my head which episode it would have been but there have been multiple documents or multiple episodes that we've done that covered um experiments done by vasilev
0: mm-hmm you see a lot of uh repeating scientists yeah here. the same
1: ones kind of leading the way yeah. in parapsychology through the years yeah <laughs> After 1959, large numbers of Soviet scientists began investigating telepathic communication. In 1965, a bioinformation department was formed at the Moscow section of the Scientific Technical Society of Radio Engineering and Telecommunications with the purpose of furthering scientific research on information transmission. So then after that, they go into the different hypotheses that they had about telepathy and electromagnetic things and different ideas that they had throughout the years and different scientists that had different theories about it.
0: The first hypothesis is the electromagnetic hypothesis, I guess found in 1892. The electromagnetic hypothesis advanced as a result of the discovery of electromagnetic waves in 1888. By the mid-1960s, this hypothesis had been subjected to considerable criticism. The entire range of the electromagnetic spectrum from gamma rays to radio waves had been studied. Throughout this range, there was not a single sector in which telepathic communication could be established. Experiments with reliable forms of metallic shielding had not prevented the percipient from receiving messages transmitted to him, also verified in the West. Moreover, the effectiveness of signals transmitted over hundreds or thousands of kilometers should, according to the theory, diminish in proportion to the square of the distance. This has never been established in relevant experimentation. The electromagnetic hypothesis has not been rejected and some evidence indicates that there may be electromagnetic waves of some unknown length emitted by the brain which are capable of penetrating metallic obstacles. So they're saying based off of what they know of gamma rays and radio waves and all of that that there should be certain interference with these waves but there's a hypothesis that the brain is capable of penetrating certain metallic obstacles which like gamma rays or radio waves should not mm-hmm. be able to the meta ethereal hypothesis borrowed from french parapsychology this presupposes the existence of some unknown mithery mater meta metheri- <laughs> ethereal. Meta ethereal. Meta. Meta ethereal. Yes. Holy fuck. You
1: said it really good. Just go right into energy. Energy. The. <laughs> I can't even say the
0: next word after. The. <laughs> Oscillations? Yeah. Oh, okay. Girl, I know, and that's Pink Queen. the oscillations of which can be detected only by special organs of crypto aesthetic sensitivity possessed by persons endowed with parapsychic abilities they're saying that there's an unknown
1: energy that some people who have parapsychic abilities can detect so basically it's kind of like the same theory that i have of like the universal energy and if you tap into your own energy then you can begin to bind yourself with the universal energy in a way that's kind of what they mean but in a very big word scientist kind of way
0: so the third hypothesis is the psychic energy hypothesis so according to this theory Bioelectrical charges in the working brain of the inductor are transformed into psychic energy, which is transformed back again into bioelectric charges in the receiving brain of the percipient. Then the fourth hypothesis is proposed by L. Vasilev, and he proposed the gravitational hypothesis, first formulated by the German physicist Pasqual and Einstein's former collaborator, Dr. B. Hoffman. Wow. Vasilev suggested that an interaction between the gravitational field and some existing but unexplained factor, possibly produced by the cerebral matter itself, might be involved in telepathic communication. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that somehow the grav well, his hypothesis says that the gravitational field might somehow be involved with the telepathic communication.
1: After they talk about those hypotheses, they have two quotes from Vasilev. We are so far from knowing all the forces of nature and their various modes of action that it would be unworthy of the philosopher to deny phenomena simply because they are inexplainable at the present state of our knowledge the more difficult it is to acknowledge their existence, the greater the care with which we must study these phenomena. Which is kind of reflecting what we had seen in the summary at the start of so much criticism going into these theories, saying that it's impossible and skeptics going into all of it. But because it's so inexplainable, it just means that they have to be so much more careful about their experiments and everything that they do to prove this because there's so much skepticism around it. And he also goes to say, It has happened more than once in the history of science that the establishment of new facts that were unexplainable by what was already known gave us a glimpse of unforeseen aspects of existence. Which is totally true, because before they discovered the telescope to even see outside of the Earth, nobody would have ever believed that there were other galaxies Mm -hmm. or other planets or stuff like that. So there's just more aspects to our existence that we have no idea of until they're proven but everybody's such a skeptic until they are proven mm-hmm. even when they are proven and then after those quotes they say that in 1966 f ziegel a renowned soviet astronomer concluded that telepathy is the science of the future
0: period <laughs> get with the program people
1: science of the future and then in 1973 Peter Rezek of Prague stated that telepathy may be conceived of as transfer realized by means of some known or unknown type of energy or is made possible by some non-energy factor that accompanies the functioning of the brain, Mm -hmm. which is kind of supporting the theories of you know, the electromagnetic waves or the gravity and everything like that, Mm -hmm. that there is an outer energy that's kind of helping these messages go along.
0: So in this first first half of the document, they're acknowledging telepathy and biocommunications and Mm -hmm. all of that, but they still themselves are having a hard time logically coming up with an explanation or being able to even explain it in a way because these are things that are unexplainable yeah and especially if they're writing all of these documents and all
1: this research in order to prove it to somebody else that what they're doing is true they go through a lot of theorizing about what exactly is it that they're proving yeah so in the second part of this document that we will do they really go into experiments in telepathic behavior modification So talking about basic research, you know, there are theories behind it, and then applied research, which would be experiments on behavior modification using telepathy. They go into psychotronic generator research, psychokinesis research, which we've talked about in past episodes. They go into out-of-body phenomena, talking about remote viewing and the apport techniques, which we have also mentioned in past documents. Mm -hmm. And then they really go into concluding all of their knowledge everything and go into their concluding statements of what they have discovered Mm -hmm. and what their true theories are on the matter that's what you're going to hear in part two of this document Mm -hmm. which you will get soon Mm -hmm.
0: sooner than expected yeah you won't wait too long don't you worry Mm -hmm. and we thought that we would separated into documents because even for us, this is a a lot, lot.
1: it's a lot of information, especially with all the big words coming at you. It's, it takes a moment to process. Mm -hmm. So this is a really good intro episode to the part two, because if we had all that part two stuff in here, we'd be lost. Oh yeah. (laughs) We'd be lost (laughs) completely. So we decided to separate it up for you and I think it'll be the best way.
0: So we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for
1: listening to this week's episode. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and
0: YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this spiritual journey with us. See you next time.